0: This fucking guy. Hello, my citrus popsicles. Welcome once again to that magical place where we drink and lament and scream about this fucking guy.
1: This is the podcast where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, the jerks, the dick weasels, the perverts, the monsters. (laughs) The child molesters. The child molesters. (laughs) Mostly the child molesters. Why is it always child molesters? (laughs) That compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I'm the brunette
0: who's desperately trying
1: to be a redhead, Red Martinez. And I'm the blonde who's desperately trying to be a redhead, Ginger Golub. It's a look. It's... We're both doing our best, because <laughs>
0: autumnal means, I don't know, I guess it's red now. So, I want to do a little update. Just a really quick, boom, breaking news. Um, mostly because, um, happy Halloween, everyone. Yay! As you know, it's, it's by far the best holiday. It's mid to late November. Well, now. we had our Halloween episode, and we talked about what not to do. So, so a high school teacher filmed in blackface on Halloween has oh, been placed Jesus. on administrative leave. Oh, boy. Uh, yep, this California teacher was in uh, wearing blackface and dresses the rapper Common for Halloween. Um, apparently trying to rap something about education. I don't know, but he's been placed on leave. There and we... once again, don't do blackface. All of that's ill-advised. <laughs> Every
1: part of it. So, you know. No one wants to hear the teacher's rap either. I know that's not the takeaway I should have. It's bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. (laughs) It's really bad.
0: (coughs) But yeah, just, you know, again, my little update. People still doing blackface just can't fucking help Uh, themselves. Apparently not. So, Ginger, is there anything you must scream into the void? Boy, doesn't
1: it suck when... Unnamed employers who we will not be naming, not at, naming all
0: at all don't have paid parental leave policies? <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's, it's it's real dumb and shitty. This is a developed nation. <laughs> Can we please? Pretty much every, yeah, pretty much every other developed nation on the planet Earth is like, you know it would be great? Making sure that, you know, people who have children don't, like, die and, like, <laughs> are able to bond with their children and don't have to suffer. Yeah, don't accidentally, like,
1: neglect their children out of a fear of not being able to provide for them because they took too much time off of
0: work. And the Be- United States is like, whatever, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. bootstraps. Ugh, I fucking hate them. Stupidest phrase ever. Boots don't have straps anymore.
1: Like, I understand that that used to be a thing, but... Well,
0: you know that the whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps was a um, phrase that meant to indicate an impossible task. Because if you're standing, you cannot pull yourself up by your boots. Because gravity and the way physics works. (laughs) So, yes, it was meant to indicate a thing people physically cannot do. So, it's very funny... That it is used today to continue that yeah. proud tradition. <laughs> so this is this one's going to be a doozy. Okay. All right. So this fucking guy. All right. So last week, uh huh, the Trump administration announced its new acting DHS secretary, uh-huh. a man named Chad Wolf. Which I imagine that he was only picked because that was his name, and yep. it is the broiest of names. The I don't know bro-iest. anything about Chad Wolf.
1: I hope you do if he is your fucking guy. He's not. Okay.
0: Because there was another another man. Another name that had been floating around as one of the top considerations for this position. A man of honor, integrity, and who's been accused of pushing a heinous white supremacist agenda, a man known as the Cooch. That's Uh... right. (laughs) We're talking about (laughs) Ken Cuccinelli.
1: I told you to do this, and yet I'm so unprepared.
0: <laughs> oh, Ken Cuccinelli, oh, the, the acting Cooch. director of the Citizenship and Immigration Services of this wonderful homeland, mm-hmm. United States. But let's go back to the Cooch's humble origins. Most of this stuff was brought to you by Wikipedia and Ballotpedia. We are totally not sponsored, but please pay us anyway. Um, <laughs> He was born in Edison, New Jersey. He received his Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from the University of Virginia, a JD at George Mason, and an MA in International Commerce and Policy from George Mason. In 2002, he ran for Virginia State Senate in the 37th District in the August special election. In 2003, was re-elected to his first full term. Mm-hmm. In 2007, he barely won re-election to his second full term, narrowly defeating the Democrat by a .3-point margin, which is a difference of 92 votes.
1: That was the first election I voted in, and I voted against Cuccinelli.
0: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Okay, mm-hmm. so he operated in the Senate Courts of Justice, Transportation, Local Government, and the Rehabilitation and Social Services Committees. So first, let's talk about abortion. Yep. 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 <laughs> so he uh, opposes a right to terminate a pregnancy. Uh, in no- November 2008, he was named the Family Foundation of Virginia Legislator of the Year. Have you heard of the Family Foundation of Virginia? Yeah, but
1: tell me anyway. So,
0: according to their website, the Family Foundation is a nonprofit, nonpartisan, faith based organization.
1: Nonpartisan at all. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: We believe that there is no square inch in the universe over which God has not claimed mine, and that includes the arenas of civil government and public policy where we spend much of our time. We advocate for policies based on biblical principles that enable families to flourish at the state and local level. I am both uncomfortable and my eyes have glazed. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those fucking people who, who really, really want state-sanctioned Christianity. They're super into yeah. it. That just is some folks' whole deal. And uh, they, again, gave him, gave the coot legislator of the year. So that bodes well. Yep. Cuccinelli sponsored a number of uh, anti-abortion legislative measures designed to discourage the medical practice, including requiring doctors to anesthetize fetuses after the first trimester and requiring physicians who... What? Bef- what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Even though we pretty much category- categorically know that uh, fetuses aren't able to have any sort of nerve registrations that look anything like pain until, like, what, the 24th or 26th week?
1: You are both correct, but also it's sort of like when they put iodine on a prisoner's skin right before they give him the lethal injection.
0: But one of those actually register pain. Yeah. And as a person. Yeah. Uh,
1: The whole being a human with, like, agency and feelings and action. Now, remind me, Ren, because mm-hmm. you read out a whole bunch of degrees. Where did
0: he get his M.D. from? Uh, the University of Fuck All. <laughs> so, that one. He also sponsored a number of bills to alter the, the licensing and regulation of abortion clinics. Uh, trying to make them uh, subject to the same health and safety standards as outpatient surgical hospitals, which has been shown to really undermine abortions, but actually you don't need to have them at the same safety standards because you're not performing the same sort of surgical procedures there. I think there's a documentary, which, of course, now I can't remember the name. Maybe you'll remember it. I never remember the name. And they were talking about how one of those, one of the um, standards that they were putting forward in this bill, and I don't think it was Virginia, it was a different state, but it was a similar measure, where they had to have their hallways, like, yeah. wide enough so two gurneys could yep. go past each other. There are no gurneys in abortion clinics. If you're doing it that way, you're probably doing it wrong. <clears throat> yeah, like, that's not... You don't need to be in a gurney at any point <laughs> during, the, during a first-trimester abortion procedure. Yay. Yay. So, like... Again, those are the kinds of measures that you're just putting in place so people can't get abortions because you are a shit heel He also supported two personhood bills that sought to provide human embryos with legal rights. <sighs> yeah, so he's doing great. Um, Next up is abstinence-only sex education. Yeah, He is a strong advocate of abstinence-only sex education. In 2007, Governor Tim Kaine cut off state funding for absence only sex education programs, citing studies which showed that such programs were ineffective, while comprehensive sex education programs were more effective. This is all, like, true. Yeah. All that's true. I was teaching sex ed at Planned Parenthood when this happened. (laughs) I have a lot of
1: feelings about Ken
0: Cuccinelli. (laughs) Yeah, because he was like, y'all gonna make people... Y'all make kids fuck. And in case you're wondering, no, they don't really
1: let you talk about masturbation. Instead, <laughs> what? Well, I mean, if you have to preach absence-only sex education, if that's um, all you can do, at you least would be think, able to like, be you know, like, all right, guys, we're very yourself. sorry,
0: but you the good news is you can't have. It's like there's a Vine video where it, it's some old sex education program, but the but the then this kid's like, but what if I want to have sex before I'm married? And the teacher goes, well, then I guess you'll just have to be prepared to die. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's good.
1: That's a thing.
0: (laughs) Um, He stated that the longer you delay the commencement of sexual activity, beep-boop-beep-boop, you have healthier and happier kids and more successful kids. He did lead efforts in the General Assembly to reverse this decision. I don't believe they were effective. He sounds like a man with a very happy wife. Mm. They've been blessed with seven children. Clearly he's not into contraception either. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, okay, now we're moving on to gun control. Oh, no, no. He has sponsored several anti-gun control measures, including bills repealing the state prohibition of carrying a concealed handgun in a restaurant or a club. Mm. Yeah, so he was like, Hey, you know that uh, you know that gun you're carrying? You should go to a club with it. Yep. Mm-t, 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 mm-t. That can only end well. So, wait, this is.
1: I don't have a gun, so I'm not carrying one around. I don't know. Did you say he proposed it or it passed?
0: Proposed.
1: Okay, did it pass?
0: Okay, so no, I don't okay. believe so. Because right now there's a state prohibition at the time. So. There's a, the state prohibits, the state of Virginia prohibits you carrying a concealed weapon inside a restaurant you're gonna and get a club. Drunk. Where you're going to get drunk and shoot people. Yeah. As is the Virginia way. Yes. It's um, on our
1: state flag. You wondered why that man was on the ground.
0: And, <laughs> and he was like, no, this infringes on our rights to get drunk and shoot people. Six Emperor Tyrannus and hold my beer. <laughs> and hold my beer. <laughs> Pretty much. In the 2009 legislative session, a bill Cuccinelli introduced was passed that for the purposes of granting a Virginia concealed handgun permit required the state to accept as proof of handgun competence any certificate from an online handgun safety course featuring <laughs> an NRA certified instructor. Oh. Do you think getting money from the NRA? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Be, That'd be... We're going to dip our toe into a larger national topic. But again, mm-hmm. this is when the Cooch was in Virginia State Assembly. Yes. So Immigration. Mm. Cuccinelli introduced a measure calling upon the United States Congress to call for a constitutional convention to amend the 14th amendment of the constitution to revoke the citizenship rights for children of illegal aliens born on united states soil. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah, he it's really funny how um he wants liter, he wants a literal constitutional convention called so he can kick out babies. The thing about
1: republicans of this particular flavor is that they view any amendment after the 12th sort of like the last season of How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> where they don't care for it, they wish it never happened, and by God, they're going to do everything happen. they can to undermine it. Didn't it didn't
0: happen. Robin, Robin and Barney are married. They're married happily. They're fine. They're, they're fine. fine. And, um, again, there's 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 no 14th Amendment. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Robin and Barney are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also uh, wrote a bill making an employee's inability or refusal to speak English at the workplace, in violation of a known policy of the employer, to be constituted as misconduct and disqualify that individual from receiving unemployment benefits from the Virginia Employment Commission. That's
1: real gross, and also why are employees allowed to have rules that people have to speak in English? Because I feel like that's
0: what I heard from that. Essentially, yeah. So essentially, it's a bill that's saying, like, if you are... I'm not going to get into, like, all the, like, the legal practicalities of that. I'm not Susie Cream Mm -hmm. Cheese. But, essentially, like, if you work somewhere where speaking English was not necessary to, like, do your job. Let's say you were, um, I don't know, worked at an Amazon plant. And, Mm -hmm. like, just need to take boxes from one location, walk three miles, and put it in another location. And you don't speak English, so you don't speak English. And then they can fire you because they're like, well, you're in America. You're in America now. Speaking moving English, boxes. Pay taxes, America. My um, penis is
1: small and my hair is very gray. <laughs> as I am doing this impression.
0: Um, he also, on January 30th, 2006, filed an amendment to a bill to designate the official state song as Tax Man by the Beatles. Oh, cool. He said his constituents would feel a connection to the song as they feel like all they ever get from Richmond is more taxes. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> Ayn Rand will never not this poke out. According to that Scanfigus website, as a Senate, he took the conventional position on illegal immigration. Abortion. As a, as a Senate. As a Senate. Do you want to try that again? <laughs> no. From the top? Okay. No, that's how it's. That's how that's it's how written it, on the website. As what, a Senate. And I enjoy it so much. As a Senate, he took the conventional position on illegal immigration. Abortion, taxes, property rights, and gay marriage. He also ordered to increase care for mentally disabled one. What? <laughs> what? There's a reason I love this website. I don't know again, I don't know who's the genius who is behind scanfigus, but I applaud you. I enjoy you. You're great.
1: Increase care for mentally disabled one? Mentally disabled one. Mm-hmm. But what do it mean? <laughs> don't know. That's how I would write a proposal giving Trump another aid.
0: (laughs) Increased care for mentally disabled (laughs) one. Increased care for the mentally disabled In 2009, Cuccinelli was selected as the Republican nominee for Attorney General, and he eventually went on to get 58% of the vote. In August 2010, he published an opinion concerning Prince William County's implementation of a law that requires police to check the immigration status of everyone they arrest. He argued that state law enforcement officers, including conservation officers, may, like Arizona police officers, Mm. inquire into the immigration status of persons stopped or arrested. No, thank you. He did note that, unlike Arizona's SB 1070, Virginia state law does not require them to do so. Oh,
1: look,
0: do you remember Arizona SB ten
1: yeah. seventy?
0: Yeah. It was bad. It was real bad. So he joined eight other states in filing an amicus brief opposing the federal government's lawsuit challenging SB ten seventy. So the this law, SB ten seventy, is actually called the Support Our Law Enforcement and Safe Neighborhood Act. Mm. And it at the time of its passing was the broadest and strictest anti-illegal immigration measure passed in the United States. It made it a state misdemeanor crime for an immigrant, I'm going to use immigrant rather than alien because it's really gross, to be in Arizona without carrying the required documents. And it required that state law enforcement officers attempt to determine an individual's immigration status during any lawful stop, detention, or arrest when there is reasonable suspicion that the individual is an illegal immigrant. Could you imagine what an officer may use to determine whether someone is an illegal immigrant? What that suspicion may be based off of. Do we think that it
1: involves like a Benjamin Moore paint swatch? A little bit. Uh,
0: (laughs) Just anything with more melanin than like a mid beige? Right, yeah. Anything darker than mid beige. So obviously there was a bunch of legal challenges over this constitutionality of this law. Mm But that's, Cucinelli was supporting it. He Did, was like, the cooch was all for it. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. I wonder how many illegal
1: immigrants from Finland they apprehended. and
0: <laughs> No one
1: cares about those. No one cares about them. No one cares about Actually, them. also, no one is coming here from Scandinavia and oh, no. staying here illegally. It's oh, so no. much better. Why
0: why would they do they that? They may not have I son. I want to go to the place with worse health care. They may not have sun <laughs> six
1: months of the year, but they have a parental leave policy in health care. Mm-hmm. It's not that
0: bad. It's not that bad. If Ikea's taught me one thing. You know, my seasonal depression would absolutely be cured with universal health care and yeah. paid parental yeah. leave. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would go a long way. Mm. Let's hop into the environment. So in February 2010... Cuccinelli announced that he had filed petitions with the Environmental Protection Agency and the United States Courts of Appeals to reverse a finding by the Obama administration that declared carbon dioxide a danger to public health that contributes to global warming. He was only one of two state attorneys general that did that. Cause you know, he got he's an edgelord, it's gotta be cool going against the grain. I don't like it. <laughs> As of right now, listeners, Ginger is smothering herself in a beautiful velvet pillow. I'm
1: screaming into pillow <laughs> because
0: I have to scream somewhere. He also saw a judicial review of the EPA's finding in federal court stating, We cannot allow unelected bureaucrats with political agendas to use falsified data. To regulate American industry and drive our economy into the ground. Yeah, but we should sure as shit let them
1: (laughs) regulate our uteruses.
0: (laughs) Against all medical advice. Against all medical advice. Doctors don't know anything about uteruses. The United States Court of Appeals rejected all of his arguments, being like, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> it, it seems that's for the best. You're wrong. Uh, they said that the EPA's finding that greenhouse gases in the atmosphere may reasonably be anticipated both to endanger public health and to endanger public welfare was well-founded in science. Ooh. Whoa, it's almost as if the entire scientific community has been saying this for a long time. Ooh. He also used Virginia's Fraud Against Taxpayers Act To bring a case against a climate scientist, Michael Mann, who formerly worked for UVA, he did not. He did so. Oh, let me tell you about it. Christ, (laughs) Cuccinelli had issued demands for Mann's emails and other documents related to grants Mann received to study climate change while at UVA. He sought the information under the state's Fraud Against Taxpayers Act alleging that man might have committed a fraud against the taxpayers while at UVA by using what Cuccinelli claimed might have been manipulated climate change data in order to get federal grants. <laughs> and beneath the pillow she once again goes. <laughs> by the end of this episode, Ginger will have smothered herself to death in a velvet pillow. It's, it's for the best. It's very much out of the Great Gatsby. <laughs> you just... He does need an old sport and a just martini. Gently, just an old sport and a martini. We need, oh girl, we need to
1: make a mixed drink called an old sport and that needs to be our signature drink for recording listeners if you have any suggestions for what's in an old sport please tweet it at us or just email me because you're my father and <laughs> it's probably only my dad that's going to respond to also
0: that. ren martinez is very partial to gin so okay. just let that be known an old, yeah
1: an old sport definitely has gin in it, it definitely
0: has gin in it so gin, Cuc- tonic and cyanide <laughs> uh cucinelli has said that he believes that climate change is a hoax and has said academic freedom should not shield scientists from investigations into whether they might have broken the law. The county circuit judge, Paul Petros, Petros, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, he said that Cuccinelli failed to adequately state what <laughs> man might uh, state what man might have done wrong, and further that he lacked authority to investigate federal grants. Cuccinelli <laughs> then appealed. It it was definitely. Uh, and overstepped. It it was overstepped and, uh, they disagreed.
1: I, I am sorry, so, Your Honor, for saying that the pronunciation of your last name didn't matter. I didn't know that you were going to be so right.
0: <laughs> so, in 2013, the Supreme Court disagreed with Cuccinelli's claim that the university can be considered a person subject to subpoena under the Fraud Against <laughs> Taxpayers Act. So, uh, he does not have the authority to issue these. Oh, no? No. Freedom of information laws. He also, uh... In May 2013, Cuccinelli stated that he believes Virginia's Freedom of Information laws do not apply to the Office of the Attorney General. So apparently, it applies to grant funding because climate scientists may have been lying to you, to the public, to defraud them to make their planet better. But you can't get can't get a FOIA request from the Office of the Attorney General.
1: How dare you get that How gas mileage?
0: Dare you? The Attorney General's Office has not always held that FOIA did not apply to it. Literally the day of this art Washington Post <laughs> article, May 19th of 2013, the office's website offered a tip sheet on rights and responsibilities of Virginia's rev- Virginia residents under the Freedom of Information Act. Oh. So, oh you know, God. it provided guidance on how to file a FOIA request with the office. So he just, you know, Kenneth is going to Kenneth. He's, he's doing attorney generalship like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Health care reform. He was also the first attorney general to file a lawsuit against the Affordable Care Act. Help. What a laurel. What a wonderful laurel to rest yourself upon. He mostly was arguing about the uh, individual mandate, um, saying it was violating the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. They filed suit... It's violating the Commerce Clause of the Constitution,
1: but we do need to change the Constitution to evict all (laughs) of those babies. Again, I feel the need to remind you. (laughs)
0: Evict the babies. Don't provide us health care. No health care, yeet the babies. Part of this, I mean, there's a lot of, like, technical legal stuff here, but essentially they were trying to gut the individual mandate. They are trying to get that removed, which would have essentially gutted the Affordable Care Act. Making sure that no one got affordable health coverage. Yeah,
1: instead they just waited a couple years and did that more recently. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was a pioneer.
0: Uh, By a vote of 5-4, however, the Supreme Court upheld the individual mandate. So, we have that. For then? We don't now. Well, I'm not... They removed the individual mandate, right? Yes, but they couldn't remove it because it violated the Constitution. They removed it because of, like, shitty Congress. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. So I guess with a better Congress... I guess out. with a better Congress, go vote, kids! Go vote, kids! Our Congress is actually
1: doing all right, but our Senate's shit. <laughs> our Senate's real bad. Our Senate's so bad. Let's talk
0: about LGBT rights, which is a skosh. Must we? I feel like this is not going to go my way. It won't. Oh, boy. Um. So he opposes homosexuality, describing homosexual acts as against nature and harmful to society. So, if I decided to finger blast a lady, <laughs> that's harmful to society. Uh, he defended the constitutionality of Virginia laws prohibiting sodomy. I really like, I I'm, I
1: I ship you and your husband to death, but if you ever become single and have to do a personal ad,
0: <laughs> I will finger blast ladies to. I just I, I, hope I it says, like,
1: society. harmful to society
0: friendly. Mm hmm. I hope my husband lives a long time, but yes, that's
1: I also like how many times we've said "finger blast" on a podcast whose listenership is 50% my parents (laughs) and 25% my dad's BFF. Hey there, Uncle Leon! Thanks for the great
0: mentions. (laughs) Hey man, if you can't say "finger blast" in front of your intimate family, where can you say it? it?
1: Girl, if I have to explain this to them later, I'm going to hold you responsible. Oh, <laughs> just text me. I'll
0: do it. Um, Ren, will you explain finger blasting absolutely. to my mother? Okay. Cuccinelli also opposes same-sex marriage, and he has argued the constitutionality of same-sex marriages. In 2010, he called on the Virginia universities to remove sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression or like classification, as protected class within its non-discrimination policy. So in in this turn of events, we at the time had the Republican governor, Bob McDonnell. He supported that opinion, uh, but he did issue an executive directive um, to all state agency heads stating that he would not allow them to discriminate based on sexual orientation. So Ken Cuccinelli was like, you're not allowed to have this in your policy that you will, you can't have any non-discrimination policy. About sexual identity or gender identity. And kind of on the back end, the Republican governor had to be like, but please don't. I mean, we don't want to actually write it down because that would be bad against God or something.
1: And far in the background, Peter Vlaming is just like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Peter Vlaming's into it. If you don't know what we're talking about, go
0: back and listen to episode one. So, in an amicus brief for the case Obergefell, Obergefell versus Hodges... Sounds right to me. It's the landmark civil rights case that legalized gay marriage in the United States. Good for gay. He filed an amicus brief for the other side, the, the opposing side. Cool. The not cool side. Way to be on the right side of history, coups. They used a uh, novel justification. Made a point that um, gay marriage could lead to polygamy. This is the quote. To which I go, Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, here's some other noteworthy events from him being Attorney General. Uh, a blogger named Not Larry Sabato posted an interview with Cuccinelli asking about the Obama birther controversy. Um, so essentially here's here's the, how it goes. <clears throat> I'm going to be play both Larry Sabato, Not Larry Sabato, and Ken Cuccinelli. Because we are talking about the possibility that he was not born in America. Right. But at the same time, under Rule 11, Federal Rule 11, we've got to have proof of it. How can we get proof? Well, that's a good question. Not one I've thought a lot about because it hasn't been part of my my campaign. I mean, someone is going to have to come forward with nailed down testimony that he was born in place B. Wherever that is, you know the speculation is Kenya. And that doesn't seem beyond the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, it was. Aye. Yeah, it was, Ken.
0: So, uh, he then had to release a statement saying that, no, 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 I don't, I, he was born in the U.S., I promise, I believe it. Because, you know, if you try to make, if you were trying to make those sort of birther accusations, what's the worst that could happen to you? You become president. I need another You become
1: president and hire Ken Cuccinelli to do
0: things. (laughs) And to do things, do horrible things. Horrible, horrible. That we'll get into. In May 2010, Cuccinelli gave his staff lapel pins that added a breastplate to the wardrobe of the Roman goddess Virtus. His spokesperson told a reporter his boss noted her more modest attire. He reportedly told his staff the new outfit made Virtus a little more virtuous. Whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa, good, <laughs>
0: so, in case any of our listeners don't know, the state flag of Virginia has a seal on it in which the Roman goddess Virtus is on it, standing, I believe, her foot's on Tyranny's face?
1: Yes. I think that's saw his chest
0: whatever. She's stepping on a man who deserved it. Yes. But one titty out. One whole titty out. Because Roman goddesses don't give a shit. They do not. So, uh, Cuccinelli was clearly offended by this titty. Yeah, and all of the people masturbating at our flag. <laughs> so he needed to, uh, to amend that to make sure the titty was covered. Made her virtuous. <laughs> Goodness. So, 2013... Kenneth ran for governor. He said he would continue serving as attorney general during his run and was the first attorney general since 1985 to remain in office while seeking the governorship rather than resign the position while seeking office, which has been a custom the last six attorney generals have done. So that's cool. Sounds Breaking right. convention. Being non-traditional. That's what I, Kenneth Cuccinelli, non-traditional is what I'd really think about him. During his gubernatorial campaign, the NRA aired $500,000 worth of ads in support of him. One of the things these ads conveyed is that Cuccinelli believes that mental illness is the root cause of mass shootings, and that they can be better prevented with more access to mental health care. He's also pushed for restricting mentally ill persons from obtaining guns. He's also endorsed by the Virginia Citizens Defense League, which casts itself as a stauncher Gun rights supporter than the NRA itself and has called for having more guns in schools. That's its stance. More guns. You know what the schools are lacking? Not pencils, not teacher pay, guns. needs more guns. Could you imagine? It's like a really shitty interior designer, like creating spaces, like going in there and being like, it needs more guns. They are to guns more as guns. Joanna
1: Gaines is to giant clocks. <laughs> I know how much you love a giant clock. Fuck me. I, I refuse to comment further. I'm just going to well, drink this goddamn beer. He lost. Yes, I lost know. to Terry McCullough. I, re- I remember that election so vividly. And on election night being like, I could even live with a Mitt Romney presidency. God help me. As long, sweet goddess, as you give me any governor who is not Kenny Cuccinelli.
0: Oh well, but Kenneth did lose. He lost by two point five percent of the total ballots cast. So not a huge margin, but Mm-mm. just enough. Thanks, Virginia, for pulling that out. After the leaving the attorney general's office, uh, the cooch served as an advisor to Ted Cruz's twenty sixteen presidential campaign. Ew! I know, right? Ooh, you're you were supporting that like humanoid gelatinous mob, Eddie, M- Eddie Munster, the Zodiac killer. <laughs> Uh, he was also in twenty sixteen named General Counsel of the Freedom Works Foundation, where he helps state attorneys general who want to oppose federal regulations of any and all sizes, except for ones that regulate a woman's body. Just the rest of them.
1: Not Guys. those. We're
0: into those. Guys. <laughs> Voting's important. But now we're getting to um to the current Kenneth. You know, he, he's had a past. Who doesn't have a past? Fresh slate. Let's talk about fresh slate, Kenneth. Is it better than it was? In June 2014, (laughs) Cuccinelli was appointed to serve as the acting director of United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. What could go wrong? He has said that he regards access to immigration as a privilege, not a right, and that we're not a benefit agency, we are a vetting agency. So he's setting himself up as a very compassionate, thoughtful person. You're
1: going to make me drink all of my beers before I even start talking, aren't you?
0: Yes. Um, So there was controversy around his appointment, um he was appointed the acting director when leading senators indicated he had little chance of a Senate confirmation. I wonder why I wonder why that could be. The appointment as acting director of USCIS may have circumvented the Federal Vacancies Reform Act. He also stipulates eligibility criteria for temporary filling positions that require Senate confirmation. Cuccinelli had met none of the eligibility criteria. <laughs> Yeah. Also, also, the USCIS Employees Union also challenged the legality of Cuccinelli's appointment. Good for
1: them.
0: Um, in September 2019, a lawsuit was filed challenging his asylum directives, and partially on the basis that his appointment is invalid. <sighs> so that's fun. What? He, so it's, it's June 2019, it's now November 2019, so how many months is that? Six months? About... Listen. Too many to let him run around June, July, August, September, October, no, no, it is six months. Six Uh months. He's done a lot in six months. He's been a busy, busy bee. In July 2019, Cuccinelli blamed an asylum seeker for his own death and that of his daughter, who were found dead on the banks (laughs) of the Rio Grande River.
1: Mm -hmm. He
0: said, the reason we have tragedies like that on the border is because those folks... That father didn't want to wait to go through the asylum process in the legal fashion, so decided to cross the river. Was literally running for his life. Details. Details. (sighs) He also said in an interview that the administration is preparing to deport approximately one million undocumented immigrants. What? So, you know, he's really... You know what? He's not supposed to be in that position anyway. While he's there, he's just trying to strike him out of the ballpark. Like, trying to really make home runs for shittiness. On August 12th, 2019, Cuccinelli announced a revised regulation to go into effect on October 15th, expanding the public charge requirements for legal immigration. Green cards and visas can be denied if people are likely to need federal, state, and local government benefits, including food stamps, housing vouchers, and Medicaid. Uh, On Tuesday of that week... Cuccinelli described the public charge as a burden on the government. Um, He told NPR the new regulation was a prospective rule, part of President Trump keeping his promises. Keeping his promises. Keeping the pores out. When asked whether this change contradicted the poem, Welcoming the Impoverished and Persecuted, engraved at the base of the Statue of Liberty, Cuccinelli offered a revision. Do you remember remember this revision? Yes, I do. Give me your tired, your poor, who can stand on their own two feet and who will not become a public charge. Fuck you. All immigrants...
1: Fuck you. Fuck
0: you. Oh, big fan, I see. Fuck (laughs) you. Big fan of the cooch. All immigrants who can stand on their own two feet, self-sufficient pull themselves up by their bootstraps would be
1: welcome. They're going yeah, to make did. them try to literally pull themselves by, up by their bootstraps as part
0: of this is. Which we've, we've already talked about task. is an impossible task. <laughs> That's where all of this is going. Asked if that changes the definition of the American dream, Cuccinelli said, No one has a right to become an American who was isn't born here as an American.
1: Or who has foreign born parents, we're gonna change that
0: 14th, guys. Or who is a hot young international failed model who marries a rich ass man to become the first lady. Who knows? Who knows? You know, it just, you know, we just have different definitions of American. When asked what he thinks America stands for, Cuccinelli said that the poem was referencing immigrants coming from Europe. Of course, that poem was referring back to people coming from Europe where they had class-based societies where people were considered wretched if they weren't in the right class, he said. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm destroyed for, I have destroyed Ginger's will to live. Oh, Gingy, I am so sorry. I mean, I'm not, but I am also sorry. The original poem, Emma Lazarus' The New Colossus, states... Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Cuccinelli asserted that the new requirements were consistent with the public charge laws, which first passed in 1882, the same era as the poem. He further asserted that the poem referred to European immigrants, though those assertions were disputed by Lazarus's biographer. So even, like, the people who actually studied the lady and her poem were like, nah, bruh, nah, you wrong. You're wrong about that. There's also this little this little tiny it'sy bitsy program. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the Medical Deferred Action Program. This allows people to remain in the U.S. for two-year periods if they can prove extreme medical need. Such
1: as not having two feet to stand on.
0: Right. Perhaps. Perhaps, because you've pulled yourself up so hard by your bootstraps, you no longer have One to... of them done popped off. One of them done popped off.
1: We're being very flip about disability, but we're making fun of Ken Cuccinelli,
0: so it's okay. Uh, many of the people affected by the policy change came to the U.S. through a visa or other permitted status are requesting to stay beyond those terms to receive medical treatment. In August 2019, USCIS sent out letters saying the agency will no longer consider most deferrals of deportation for people with serious medical conditions and said that those decisions will now be made by this other agency. I don't know if you've heard of them. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. ICE would be determining... ICE, who is pointing rifles at, like... One like a children, just telling them run, <laughs>
1: run faster, run
0: faster. Um, immigration attorneys and their clients who applied for medical deferred action or renewal of it began receiving these rejection letters, saying it was no longer when USCIS said no longer consider requests for the program. The letters also said immigrants not authorized to remain in the country should live with leave within about a month. Or face deportation cool so these are people who are like oh I would really like a heart to live could I stay in this country maybe for another six weeks to get my heart transplant and USCS is like nah not only are we not gonna say yes to that but the people you need to talk to the ones with the rifles and they're
1: giving them the same turnaround as like a shitty landlord who won't get rid of your black mold <laughs> You've like made too many complaints, like that's the same amount of turnaround to like that, or you know, go back to Honduras. Same thing,
0: same black mold in Honduras, or not a comparison, (laughs) not a comparison that we should make. Um, so the so this medical deferred action was actually reinstated in September following a month of public outcry. Don't know why that would happen Hmm. in October 2019. Ken Cuccinelli testified to a congressional investigation that he alone made the decision to end the Medical Deferred Action Program, a decision which he reversed, and complaints from some patients in the U.S. for medical care that they would die if they were deported to their own home countries. (laughs) Uh, Missouri Representative uh, William Lacey Clay accused Cuccinelli of cruelty for sending letters to families with sick children (laughs) regarding their changed immigration status following the administration's decision to end the DACA program. Director Cuccinelli said, I think he sends out a lot of letters. to like <laughs> particular cases when making decisions. Just, there's so many letters, you know? Look, guys. <laughs> it's
1: a lot of letters. It's a lot of letters. <laughs> it's a lot of sick children. I can't remember any specific ones.
0: You can't expect me to you read them all. You can't expect me to care. When asked how the family should respond to the letters, Cuccinelli said, "Well, the family should either leave the country, or you know, try to make their case, which that's that's what this that's what this process is can
1: <sighs> making the, making
0: their case." So, um, at the same hearing, Cuccinelli was also confronted about the public charge rule. Remember, like we don't want your poor or your huddling. We'd really like those white people from Europe. Mm-hmm. Even though federal judges blocked the administration from implementing the rule, the public charge rule. The ruling has caused a killing effect among thousands of families in the U.S. who are eligible to receive public benefits. Many have dropped out of certain government programs or barred themselves from applying for assistance. In Miami, health officials were alarmed by a stark drop in insured children, and they attribute immigrants' fear over the rule as a main factor. So they're not leaving. They're just not insuring their children because they're afraid of being deported. Good job, Ken. Good job. Doing great. Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz asked Cuccinelli if his agency had done an assessment to determine how many children were at risk of losing access to critical services due to fear of losing legal status. Cuccinelli responded that, um, he hasn't really looked into it. The rule is a thousand pages long, and he did not know how many children would stop receiving access to essential social services. Because why would you? Why would you? Why would you read your own god? Damn rule, rule. I wrote this thing. You expect me to read it? Uh, Wasserman Schultz then said the following, which is fabulous: "You have demonstrated that you will pursue this heinous white supremacist ideology at all costs, even if it means making critically ill children your collateral damage in the process." Go, Debbie. Mike, drop. So the day after the hearing, Cuccinelli was on Fox and Friends. Yep. <laughs> And they asked him about that confrontation. Uh, Cuccinelli basically called her a liar, saying that uh, she's literally protected to lie, and um, she wasn't at much of the committee hearing. She came in, laid on her smears on both me and the president, all completely false, and then wasn't there much longer, got on her broom, and left, sir. So he literally called <laughs> this congresswoman a witch. Like, you're the kind of man who calls women witches to get them burned at stakes. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's your deal. Goody Cuccinelli has something to say about <laughs> this. <laughs> Goody Cuccinelli, oh my god. He also uh, put in a rule this summer, in August. They released updated guidance that explained that um, USCIS USCIS would no longer consider children who live abroad with their parents to be residing in the U.S., even if their parents are U.S. government employees or U.S. service members. And as a result, these children will no longer be considered to have acquired citizenship automatically. Remember that? So, like, you could be like a service person who has a baby overseas in service to the US with like war and stuff, and they'll be like, well, your baby's not a US citizen. Good luck with that. He also, he's, again, there's so much shit. In September, he sent a memo to the acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Kevin McAllenan? McAllenan? Don't care. Kevin earlier this month requesting the authority to publicize, publicize, personal information about refugees and asylum seekers accused of crimes. Only the DHS secretary currently has the power to release information about asylum seekers and refugees being prosecuted. This wouldn't be the first time Cuccinelli has tried to broaden his powers either. The New York Times reported earlier this month that Cuccinelli has also demanded that ICE turn over control of the student visa program. I hate all this. <laughs> this poor pillow is just really receiving a, the brunt of abuse. In October as well, he also made statements that there are potentially 22 million illegal immigrants inside the United States which is nearly twice the estimates that are regularly cited. Yeah, math but he, off. he raised this $22 million number while discussing the potential fate of some 800,000 student-age illegal immigrants Democrats in Congress want to grant amnes- amnesty to. They're referred to as DACA. Uh-huh. These are the dreamers. Should Congress and the White House fail to cut a deal on them, Cuccinelli said, they would join the pool of illegal immigrants in the country that could be deported. Well, they are here illegally, he said. He has also made statements that the Trump administration can end birthright citizenship without constitutional amendments. Yesterday, in an interview with Axios on HBO, he defended his response to the viral photo of the migrant father and daughter who drowned crossing the Rio Grande. The reality is, when you have a tragedy like that, and let's make no bones about it, it's a tragedy whenever you, if there was just the father, it'd be a tragedy. But here you've got a father and a daughter. And we asked the question, why did this happen, and who's responsible? And that was the question asked of me. And first and foremost, that father is responsible for his own actions, and anybody who says otherwise, I would take issue with on the answer to the question. You can't just blame other people for a tragedy that he decided to undertake. So that's Ken Cuccinelli's official position, as of yesterday. And just to just to leave this like delicious, odorous fecal matter on the back of our palates, just to finish out his legacy, I'm going to read a little, read some quotes that he he provided. He called into a radio station in 2012, okay? hmm He was criticizing a local ordinance about that he said protected rats from being killed in Washington. So it has to do, is actual rats, okay? Okay. This is not some, like, extended troll analogy. No, it was a local ordinance that had to do with, like, vermin and okay. whatever that he said protected rats from being killed in Washington, and then he segued into immigration enforcement. The law is worse than our immigration policy. You can't break up rat families, he pivoted, apparently advocating such separations. Or raccoons or all the rest, and you can't even kill them. It's unbelievable. So that's Ken Cuccinelli. That's Ken Cuccinelli. That is the longest anybody's
1: talked about Ken Cuccinelli without using the words transvaginal ultrasound. My favorite airline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's just so much to cover about Ken Cuccinelli that it's hard to get every single point. He's just a a dick all over the place. 20 years of awfulness. Uh, Just spreading his awful all over the place. He's
1: one of, like, the most consistently hypocritical politicians I can think of that's like, no, you have to have the baby, but as soon as... As soon as they see daylight, it's over for them, and no, they can't be citizens, and because they're not citizens, then we're going to yeet them across the southern border.
0: And, and also, it's like, it's like you can't get welfare, because like, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, okay? Nobody forced you to have that baby. Oh, wait. It, it were me. It were me. So, clearly, <laughs> considering this poor pillow and all the screaming that's been put Ugh. into it, we need to do some self-care. Okay, Okay. And I think we really need to focus on skin self-care, all right? It's good to have a nice, lovely complexion because otherwise it would be wrinkled and gray from all of these fucking guys we have to deal with on a daily basis. So let's do some self-care tips, shall we? All right. Take time to mask. Sometimes your daily routine can become mundane, so it's good to add something extra. Use a face mask to pack in that all-important hydration and not deny the effects of climate change. Hey. Personalize. Someone's holy grail might be your ancient curse, so take time to find the products and local representatives that work best for you. And drink water. Keeping hydrated is the first step to skincare. Drink lots of water while supporting immigrants in your community. And not being a racist shitbird mm. like Ken Cuccinelli. Mm. Hmm. And that's
1: this fucking guy. I suppose it is, isn't it?
0: Oh goodness, you look so defeated. I am so <laughs> defeated. I appreciate that you were able to add a lot to um, to the discourse. I yeah. I mean, it's interesting
1: to actually have any fucking clue what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, and it's sort of a deviation from the norm, but. I mean, it was what it was. It was what it and was. And I'm three
0: ciders in, so the next thing we're going to record is going to be Miss. I've been, <laughs> I have been too busy talking to drink, so I only have one dead soldier. And it was just Ginger alternating between screaming into a pillow and drinking cider like her life depended on it. Uh. So, um, that's going to be all for us. This week, folks. (laughs) If you like
1: what you're hearing, you should check us out on thisfnguypod.com or on Twitter at thisfnguypod. Or donate to our Patreon. That
0: does not exist. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) As always. (laughs) As As always, (laughs) you haven't set up the Patreon. (laughs) Your, Your disappointed face is just... I'm so sorry.
1: I can s- never do it. At this point, it's like, uh, I'm sorry we're going to have to bump M- Matt Damon and donate to our oh, Patreon. No.
0: Um, well, I'm so sorry to have disappointed you once again. <laughs> this is Red Martinez. And I'm Ginger Gollum. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Buy the kind of tissues that have moisturizer in them. And don't be this fucking guy. Peace. <laughs>
1: this fucking guy.